الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين استفى أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد أفلح من زكاها سبحان ربك لم بالعزة أما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم So the method of tazkiyah of our Mashaykh in Akshaband begins by making maraqaba zikr of ismizat, ism, azam, Allah, Allah, Allah on these first five nataif The establishment of the repetition takrar of Allah Ta'ala's name is a hadith in the Sahih Muslim and Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the day of judgment will never come hatta hmm? yukal Allah Allah as long as there is somebody who is saying Allah Allah so then the ism azam came twice muqarrar so now the question is will they be saying it with their tongue or will they be saying it with their heart hmm? normally you won't find that people in normal conversation they say Allah Allah Parmashayik understood this, that this is the establishment of the zikr of Allah's name with repetition. The zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name with repetition. But because in Quran Allah Ta'ala's linked zikr with kalb, Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'in al-kulub, wa la tatma'in arfanna kalbahu an zikrina. So the repetition of Allah's name from the heart. Repetition of Allah Ta'ala's name from the heart. And then that same method is by analogy, qiyas used for all of the other parts or points of the batin that Allah Ta'ala mentions in Quran. To ru, sir, khafi, akfa. Kalb, ru, sir, khafi, akfa. Another way you can understand when we were explaining to Chisti Sulsana, to Chisti Sulsana through the strong zarb of spoken dhikr is trying to remove the stain. And the Nakshmani Sosa is going from within and taking out the stain. Another way you can understand is that Chisti Sosa is directly working on the nafs. So trying to purify the stain. Imagine like a piece of clothing. And the Nakshmani Sosa tries to make that clothing white again to the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Chisti Sosa removed the stain so then it will become white. Nakshabali Sussala, make that stained part, make zikr so it becomes white. Hmm? So there are two, either way, both ways the person becomes clean and pure again. Hmm? Allah So Allah Ta'ala made different ways. This is the blessing of Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? And this also shows His mercy. Like Allah Ta'ala made multiple gates to Jannah. Hmm? Multiple gates to Jannah. So this is the mercy of Allah Ta'ala that more people should go. You see, if you have a house and you have seven doors, so it's understood how much you have a lot of people coming to your house <laughs> because you made seven doors. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala made seven gates of Jannah. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala made multiple paths like we told you before. Allah Ta'ala Himself has said that the Hidayah will never be singular, monotone. Subul is plural of Sabil. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, we will guide you to paths. So we should never worry that why is there more than one way of making zikr? 
Why is there more one curriculum in Darul Uloom? Why is there one, more than one standard recitation of Quran? Why is there more than one commentary tafsir of Quran? It's because Allah Ta'ala's Hidayah is like that. Allah Ta'ala's Hidayah is mentioned in Quran. It will be manifold, multiple, subal. There will be paths to understanding Quran, different tafsir. There will be paths to understanding Hadith, different muhaddithin, different commentaries on Hadith. There will be paths to understand Sharia, madhaib, four madhaib. There will be paths of making dawah, different ways of doing dawah. There will be paths of doing tasawwuf, tazkiyah, different silsila, turuk of tasawwuf. Paths. Paths to reciting Quran, sabah, kirat. Hmm? Paths. Multiplicity. But that's in our deen in every branch. Multiplicity. This is the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. It's from His hidayah. From His merciful hidayah. To understand again when you make zikr on the kalb of Allah Ta'ala's name, so you're doing tazkiyah of the kalb. When you do tazkiyah of the kalb, the impure lust leaves and the pure lust comes. Right? And ma'atashtahi and fusahum, that's the pure desires like the people of Jannah will have. When you make tazkiyah of ruh, then the unlawful anger, irritability, short-temperedness reaction that leaves. What comes is the pure feeling of courage, shuja'a, bravery, ghayrat, self-dignity, self-respect and dignity. When you make tazkiyah of the sir, what happens? Then that greed, hirs. Hirs means greed for dunya, greed for materialistic things that leaves the unlawful hirs. Then what will be able to appear is hirs for sunnah, hirs for ibadah, hirs for akhirah, deeply desirous of ibadah, sunnah, akhirah. Then a person makes tazkir of their khafi. Then what does that remove? That removes hasad, envy, and bukhul, stinginess. Hasad and bukhul both, because they're related to each other. It's because a person is stingy. They don't like it when others get something. So they feel hasad for them. So this bukhul and hasad are related. So that goes out. So what comes in its place? Well-wishing, goodwill, ad-deen nasiha what comes in its place? Opposite of Bukhul, generosity. Loving for all the things we talked about tonight. That's coming from... So this is answer to one person who asked the question that as far as our silsila goes, what is the zikr that helps a person improve their adab and akhlaq? So this happens in the fourth and fifth lesson. In fourth and fifth lesson, one by getting purified of hasad and ill will, that purifies us from the bad akhlaq. And then when you do fifth lesson, remember that purifies one from the ujub, kibur, tukumbur. And then what appears is the humility and not just humility, but then to add to yesterday's explanation, the humility and this akhlaqi azima of the sunnah of Nabi Akrim sallallahu So the sunnah character comes out in a person when they do the tazki of the fifth lesson. Allahu Akbar. Now look, these five lessons, it's like a complete complete set, a complete curriculum. Hmm? And again, like we said yesterday, you have to do these things for hours and hours and hours. And do them for months and years. It's a process. It's a process. You shouldn't be afraid. You have to just put yourself through the process. Now I want to explain that when a person gets the next lesson, when a person gets a subsequent lesson, they still do their earlier lesson. There should not be this misconception that I got second lesson so I stopped the first one. No. You still do the first one. 
second thing is that getting the second lesson doesn't mean you have completed the mission of the first one other person you might say well I still feel some unlawful lust so why am I getting the second lesson what happens is that basically there is a certain base core ability to do zikr on a lesson once a person gets that they may be given the next lesson because they still have to keep doing the earlier one but we explain it like this in Urdu that a khazana opened you have started something else then you opened the other khazana you are also it means in English that one door of treasure trove was opened for you and you now get the treasure and then when you got a fair amount of it you haven't completed but you got some decent base amount then we open up the second door so that you can start getting from that treasure but you keep getting from this one as well so that's why you continue with your previous lessons even when you get a new lesson the difference only is that normally you try to give your new lesson current lesson more time more time so you can imagine like you are a gardener and you are tending your garden and your garden is your rue your button your inner self so because you were already doing effort on lesson 1 so you had been watering that seed for some time so that seed had some time to sprout into a seedling sapling maybe has some flowers and fruit but then you get new lesson lesson 2 the lesson 2 is just a seed it hasn't had it because you never watered it yet so then which one should the gardener give more time so the gardener needs to give the new seed more time it needs more of his care so that until it can also sprout into a seedling sapling have some flowers and fruit but he can't neglect the first one either otherwise it will wither if he stops watering the first one then it will wither and fade away <laughs> so he has to water both but he has to give the new one a bit more time so depend sometimes depending on the student when we give them second lesson we'll tell them split your time equally half half and sometimes we'll tell them no you spend more time on the second so it depends how well they've done the first if they only did a very basic amount in the first then we say look do it 50 half half if you sit for 30 minutes 15 minutes each if you sit for 1 hour 30 minutes each But if we feel that no, they did the first lesson well, then we'll tell them no, give the second lesson more time. So in that case, if they sit for one hour, twenty minutes on the first, forty minutes on the second. So this is important to show you that we give different advice to different people. Therefore, it's not always a good idea to share notes on this topic. So remember, when the sheikh individually tells you something, he might tell another person something different. Now you and your good intention to share with the person will say, oh, you got the second lesson. Did the sheikh tell you how much to do it? And maybe I, I didn't get a chance to tell them that, right? So you say, okay, you know, when he told me, he told me I should do them equally. No, you should say this, and he told me, he said I should do them equally, but you should be sure to ask him what you should do. Hmm? You understand? So always remember the personalized instruction is personalized. And the group instruction, that's group, So this you can obviously, and you are, it's being, you know, broadcast, recorded, whatever. So that is, notes can be swapped and equally applies to everyone. Alright? So different people will progress in different lessons, at different paces, at different speeds. They might be told slightly different things about which one to focus more on, which one to do less on. So that is part of the personalized instruction. But that personalized instruction is given 
to that person who does their own, that individualized instruction is given to that person who does their individual practice of zikr. So that's why we started that in the second half of the zikah, because mashallah now, there were many of you who, within these seven days, had began your individual practice of zikr. Continued personalized instruction is dependent on continual individual practice of zikr. If you leave itikaf, you leave your individual practice of zikr, we leave, our continue, we leave our personalized instruction of you, then it goes back to just listening to bayan. Hmm? So step one is bayan. Then the bayan encourages you to make zikr. Step two is to make zikr for some time. And step three is to correspond. So in our method of rabata, so rabata means to be in contact and correspondence with the sheikh. For us, the way it works is first you listen to bayan. You listen to more bayan. You practice the bayan. You live the bayan. Then we explain and instruct you to the zikr. You practice zikr. You struggle with the zikr. But you show your willpower and you keep making zikr. Then your first rabata, first contact correspondence unlike some of the things that you people have been writing me in those notes, those letters, those chits you've been sending, your first correspondence is about these two things. Okay, I listen to Bian, and I listen to the Bian on how I should preserve my tongue, and I've been practicing all that, but I'm having a trouble, I still sometimes lie. Okay, I listen to the Bian on good character, I'm trying to practice that, but I still have a problem, I have a grudge against so-and-so. Right? Okay, so that you need then, Rabata. You need contact and correspondence for that finishing touch. But not in the beginning. If it's that I've listened to Bayan, not doing anything yet about it. You just listen to Bayan again then. <laughs> then there's no need for the personalized instruction. You're, you're understanding about Marakaba. So that's the second thing you do, Rabbatan. That I'm making zikr. I'm practicing Marakaba 30, 40, 50 minutes a day. And I've been doing it for some time. For some time. Not that I tried it for two days and I need help. Two days, you can't do it for two days and come to me. It's not, I just say, go back and do it more. Right? Like, can you imagine, some of you have made your children hafiz, so can you imagine your child goes to a teacher, that I tried to memorize this for ten minutes, I couldn't memorize it yet. Can you give me some personal tips? I said, go back and memorize it. Go back. <laughs> Keep memorizing. <laughs> right? Or if he writes to his hips instructor, that you know, I was memorizing for a couple of days, and for ten days I didn't touch it at all. Can you give me some tips? Shabash, better. Yad kuro. Sit down. Keep memorizing. Right? Keep memorizing. It's just imagine it's a very good example for you to understand Marakaba. Hmm? But yes, if there's a student who comes, I've been memorizing two hours a day, I've been doing it for one month, but I keep getting to Shabu, I keep getting mixed up between these two verses. Okay, then we send the teacher will sit him down. And say, okay, this is one te- technique you can remember the difference. This is one way. Try that. He tries it, comes back, it didn't work. Second technique, he tries it, it didn't work, come back. Third technique, it worked. You see, so the personalized instruction is given to the one who makes the individual practice. And the unfortunate reality, unfortunate for me, is that not many do that individualized practice. Hmm? Then okay, so we say we do more group instruction, then we give you three, four, five beyonds a day. And in those khankas where people do individual practice, there's only one beyond in 24 hours. There's no three, four, five beyonds in 24 hours. 
Because those are people doing individual practice. So you can give one bayan, and all day they're doing three, four, five, six, seven hours marakama, and then they come for some personalized instruction. But inshallah, over the years we will reach that level. Right now you're in the beginning, right? But right now there are a lot of the things you don't know in the bayan. So there's a shortage of information, the teachings of tazkiyah, right? We haven't heard those things. Fear of Jahannam, good character. You may know the titles, but you didn't really fully understand the depth of these things. So in the beginning, this is how it works. More bayan intensive, majlis intensive. And then it's up to you to take it to the next level. You, I can't bring, you can bring it to the next level, which is dhikr intensive. Your personal practice, individual practice intensive. Then the personalized instruction will get more intensive. It's not going to happen just by writing me a piece of paper. Hmm? Ah. People understanding. Alright. Another thing. Question. Is what do we do when the shaykh leaves? Well, the simple answer is you do what the shaykh told you to do when he leaves. <laughs> Did he not give you any instruction? Was there no homework given? Huh? See, the student goes home and says, what do I do when I go home? So he says, you do the homework I told you to do? <laughs> hmm? Yeah. Well, the only person who has this question, what will I do when the shaykh leaves, is the one who clearly has no need to do that individual practice. Hmm? Hmm? Understand our Mashaik explained it also in another beautiful way. Allah Ta'ala doesn't always send rain because that would damage the crops. So how does it work? Allah Ta'ala sends rain. And then the rain stops. And now the job of that soil that has now been nurtured with that rainfall is to absorb the water, use the water, grow the plants, produce the crops and the harvest. The same thing with Sobat al-Sheikh. So when you're with the Sheikh, it's like rain. Itakaf, Tende Khanka is like rain downpour. Hmm? But then it has to stop. <laughs> it's supposed to stop. And then it turns to you. And how much will you use that? Now that you've got and you soaked it up, how much produce can you how much output can you produce? Output of zikr, output of amal. Hmm? So it can't be raining all the time. Yes, sometimes a person enters into panic mode. So it may happen two, three weeks, you may feel the need. May Allah save all of you from this, but I'm letting you know this can happen. That after itikaf, the nafs strikes back. We call it the nafs strikes back. It happens to some people after Umrah, after Hajj, after spending time with Shaykh. The nafs strikes back with a vengeance. And then what they find is after one, two, three weeks, they fall into some sin. And then they panic. Then they panic. And they feel I lost everything. I've gone back to what I was. I did that same sin again. After making so many du'as to Allah Ta'ala in those ten nights that I wouldn't do it again. From the bottom of my heart, I truly didn't want to do it again. And I ended up doing it again. Hmm? The person panics. Hmm? And when the person panics like that, then shaitan will also be back. Right? <laughs> yeah. So he takes a mirror to a person and he magnifies this problem he takes a microscope and fits it to your eye 
and makes you look at that sin you just did. So that then it becomes the only thing you notice and then you panic. Then you start panicking. Hmm? But then what's the point? I did it all. I did itikaf, I took bath, I shaykh, I listened to Biyani, I Rakaba. And look at me, I'm right back at they did the same sin. This is what Shaitan will try to show you. Hmm? So don't let yourself panic. The answer in this situation is that yes, the nafs can strike back. Hmm? So you have to strike back harder. That's all it is. It's a battle. It's a constant battle between a person and the nafs. If the nafs ever strikes you back, you never take it lying down. You get right back up and fight the good fight. You get right back up. Like in boxing. So the coach, he doesn't get upset when his fighter gets knocked down. He only gets upset if his fighter doesn't get right back up and fight the good fight. So that's how it is with our nafs. The nafs is not defeated yet. Illa mashallah. For some, maybe. There may be somebody like that. The nafs is not defeated. When you leave, you enter the ring again. When you leave, you enter the ring again. Hmm? And the nafs is waiting. Hmm? And it may knock you down. It may happen at some point. But now the difference is, now you have the training to get back up. You have the training to fight back. So this toba that's fighting back, zikr fighting back, du'a fighting back, so you simply get back up and fight the good fight. Even so much so, that our Mashaikh say that even if it's only to get knocked back down again, even then you get up and fight the good fight. And the next knocks you back down again, get back up and keep fighting the good fight. And this can go on and on, even a person's whole life, even that person will go to Jannah, inshallah. Third point, next point, that when we're not here, and yes, I don't live in this country, right? That when we're not here, you will have opportunity because mostly, 90% of the year, 90% of the year, I'm giving beyond. Ask Yunus Adam, what do I do in UK when I come? Give beyond. And what do the UK brothers do? Broadcast it. Right? Mostly where I am. So you can listen to the live broadcasts of the beyond wherever I am. But again, you don't need to listen to beyond every night. But when you feel that you need, it is there for you. And if there is no live broadcast that night, there's so many, maybe several hundred now, bands on the website. So on that, then you browse and see what topic you need. What are you having a problem with? Very likely, it's there somewhere on the website. And many people send me emails and messages like this, that I had a question, I found the answer in Bayan. This is the barak of the system, right? And it's only natural. If somebody said, I had a question about economics, and a person is given 500 lectures on economics, so likely they're going to find the answer. Right? So you search for the answer. You listen to Beyond. Listening to the live broadcast is more beneficial than listening to recording. Because what happens is, one thing is to be in physical company. That's called ittihad e makam To be in the same place. The second thing is called ittihad e zaman To be in the same time. To be in the same time. Hmm? But 
sometimes because of time zone difference you may not always be able to listen to the live broadcast so you can listen to it later and for you especially you should try to listen to the beyonds that we give in South Africa because it's a natural process of Tazkiyah that Allah Ta'ala will inspire all the ulama mashaykh to say what is most relevant for those people. So obviously you can listen to any bayan you want, but we give in Pakistan, we give it in England, Norway, whatever you want. But the most best ones for you will be the ones that we gave in your area. And those of you who weren't here last year, those bayans would also be good for you to listen to. Stanger at the Gulf 2014. Hmm? In fact, they may even be able to arrange where are they? Some CDs. Yeah, they, they made a CD last year very quickly of last year's at the Gulf. Alright? So you can keep listening to Beyond. Then when I come, which is a mistake some of you made, who gave Beyond last year at the Gulf, when I come on these two trips between the two at the Gulfs, right? So the three trips a year, one is for at the Gulf and two is in the middle. In those two trips, you must meet me. You must come to the Bayan. And then those trips, because there's no Atakaf going on, so those are the trips where you get more of an opportunity to do that personalized instruction. This is the trip where the most focus is on the group instruction to try to guide you, motivate you to the individual practice. Then those two trips are about personalized instruction, you having done the individual practice. But sometimes there are some people that we just saw them in last year at the Kaf and they were saying them this year at the Kaf. So, another point is that it just, I just remember in the most immediate future, so inshallah we plan to have a Majlis in Durban, for those who are Durban area, either Monday or Tuesday night. So it's very good if you come to that first follow-up Majlis. For the ones in Johannesburg, we'll be having it Wednesday night inshallah. Cape Town, we had it before we came. Hmm? At Cape Town, then there's another arrangement for Majlis, but I don't know when the first one will be. But Ibrahim Maruf will be in touch with the Cape Town brothers there about the first Majlis of Mona, Shammah, whenever that first Majlis may be, post-Eid. So that at least in these three major areas, there's also some Majlis that you can attend. And those of you who live in those other areas, different towns and places, then you have to find somewhere to connect, like I said, online. Then inshallah we're in the process of publishing some of these majalis in book form. So that's also very beneficial. And I don't know exactly what Hafiz Nazir is doing with that. But there were some English books, of, there are some works of our Sheikh that have been translated into English. And they were supposed to make some of them available to you here. So it's very good to read the works of our Sheikh in English also. And there are actually quite a few beyond our Sheikh that done in English also. So if you listen to the English Beyond of Shaykh, those of you who don't know Urdu, and those of you who know Urdu, to mashallah, that's literally in the thousands now of Urdu Bayanat you can listen to of Shaykh. Alright, so listening to Beyond, reading it, practicing it, your individual practice of zikr, meeting when we come, and then there will be some regional, local majalis that may take place also. It's enough. And I say it to you with certainty because we have already put people through a similar training, a similar package, a similar frequency, and it helped them get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've seen results. But the most important thing you have to do is your individual practice of zikr. And specifically your individual practice of muraqabah, 
so that you go through one, two, three, four, five lessons over the course of one, two, three, four, five years, depending how much time you put into it. But can you imagine what it would be like if a person did these five lessons properly and they got purified of all those things and they got all those good attributes in them? Hmm? What would it be like not to have any impure lust, not to have any anger, unlawful anger, not to have greed, love for the world, not to have envy, hostility for others, not to have arrogance and pride. What would it be like to only have all your lust is only for the woman who is in your nikah? What would it be like to have softness, kindness, gentleness, compassion for others? What would it be like to be deeply desirous of a'mal saleh in ibadah? What would it be like to be of counsel and goodwill to others? And what would it be like to have the humility and the sunnah character of Nabi Akrim sallallahu So now for another way to look at it, the tazkiyah of each latifa has stages in it. One is to purify, so let's take lust. Number one, latifa, kalb. One is to purify yourself from the unlawful lust to extent, number one, that you never commit a sin of that kind. Then you keep doing the zikr, you purify to symptom two, that you never look at a sin of that kind. Then you keep making the zikr purify to level three, that you don't think about a sin of that kind. Then you keep purifying it, keep purifying more zikr, Allah, 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 kalb, until you don't even are inclined or tempted to a sin of that kind. So that also takes a long time. Right? That also takes a long time. That's why you keep making the zikr. In other words, our niyat is for life. <laughs> it's not, there's no graduation here. Right? You would keep making the zikr, the grave is the graduation. Yes, <laughs> grave is graduation, and day of judgment is convocation. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> but when I mentioned one, two, three years, I was talking about that first phase that least freedom from sin. To go all the way, that comes much later, that's called fanai kalbi. That the heart becomes such that it never even is tempted that in that direction. That's decades. <laughs> that's decades. Illa mashallah. Hmm? And the reason why it's a continual process is because we're also simultaneously continually working in a co-ed environment, continually shopping in a co-ed place, continually being exposed to their mahram, continually being around women who are not properly dressed. So that's also continual, right? So given that that is continual, the zikr must continue. Hmm? The zikr has to continue. So now you understood the levels of tazkiyah for each of the, the taif. So I give you one example of the lust for the kalb. The same example will work for the other lataif. Just briefly looking ahead, because for you, mostly I want you to know about these five. I'm going to give you now a more brief overview of what happens ahead. Lesson number six is called Latifai Nafs. Nafs. And that a person, same niyat, that my nafs is doing Allah Allah. SubhanAllah. That my nafs is doing zikr, Allah Allah. Now what is this a cure for? So this in Urdu Amrishai, I call it Nafski Starkashi. It means the treacherous nature of the nafs. The treachery of the nafs. 
the rebellious nature of the nafs, the ability of the nafs to all of a sudden surge. Hmm? So, so to say, I felt a surge for any one of those five sins. I felt a surge of lust. I felt a surge of anger. I felt a blaze of envy. So this ability, that's the nafs, this surge. So when you make then, so that's the, all of a sudden surge. So it's not the norm. One is one type of angry personality that a person has. And one is this unexpected surge of anger. So when you do zikr on the tifairu, you're curing that anger part. But sometimes the surge can be there. In panic situation, extreme situation, stressful situation. The surge. So when you make zikr on the nafs, it's the cure for this sarkashi or overpowering, surging ability of the nafs. Lesson number seven in Arabic is called qalib. Qalb referred to the center of a person's spiritual self, so you can call it spiritual heart. Qalib refers or denotes the center of a person's physical self. So what it means is that we made the zikr of Allah Ta'ala from our batil. In lesson number seven, qalib, you're making the zikr of Allah's name from your physical self. From your whole physical self. Blood, bones, flesh, skin, your whole physical being, the physical aspect of you. So the niyat of the entire physical aspect is represented by this word qalib. Alright? Then lessons number 8 and 9 are zikr of la ilaha illallah. I told you that that comes later. So from all the sunnah, du'as and zikr that you can do all of them, I told you except for one, that la ilaha illallah because it's placed in a particular place in the sequence of tazkiyah. So that's lesson 8 and 9. Why in our sunnah do we place la ilaha illallah later? For example, other silsilas, like Jishti silsila, they do normally, they do La ilaha illallah first, and they do zikr of Allah ism jalal second. So, one reason has to do with what's the cumulative effect. You can call it the cumulative combined effect that the zikr is supposed to have. Now, what I'm about to say, 99% people won't experience this cumulative combined effect to the level I'm about to describe it. Because the level I'm about to describe it at is called the level of fana. The absolute cumulative combined effect. So what happens if somebody does zikr of la ilaha illallah first and the zikr of Allah ism jalal the second in that sequence and they do that zikr so well, so deeply, so intensely and for years that they get the complete combined cumulative effect so what happens in that case? When they did zikr of la ilaha illallah first, so la is negation, it's called nafi. They were negating. Now, literally it means I'm negating that there's no God except for Allah. But when you reach fana in this, you reach what is called kamil nafi. You end up negating everything. You negate all ghairullah. So the way they explain it in Arabic, La mawjood illallah, la mashhood illallah, la maksood illallah, la mahboob illallah, la matloob illallah, la marghoob illallah, la mabood illallah, la ilaha illallah. All these words. 
There's nothing. Nothing exists except for Allah. Nothing can be perceived except for Allah. There's nothing I love except for Allah. There's nothing I yearn for except for Allah. There's nothing I seek except for Allah. There's nothing I worship except for Allah. There's no God except for Allah. It's all there in nafi. When a person reaches kamil nafi. And then after la ilaha, there's illallah. Right? So illallah is the affirmation. It's called isbat. Affirming Allah. There is Allah, there is Allah, there is Allah, there is Allah. And then after that, if they do the zikr of Allah, Allah, so again it's another isbat. So nafi la ilaha, then illallah, isbat. Then again a second isbat, Allah, Allah. Right? So what happens when a person reaches fana in this? And this is where some of you who may have heard, few of you may have heard these type of things. This is where this concept of wahdatul wujud came from. Because what happened, when a person would come out of such a zikr, so they come out of an experience that they forget the whole world, they forget themselves, they did that kamil nafi, then kamil ispat, then again kamil ispat. So when they first came out of it, so then they had negated everything other than Allah Ta'ala from their consciousness, from their awareness. So when they would come out, they would feel that that is Allah, this is Allah, you are Allah, I am Allah. Na'uzubillah is aqidah, that's completely haram. But experientially, that was their feeling. They could perceive nothing except for Allah Ta'ala. They had erased everything. They had erased all creation. They had erased themselves. You can almost imagine like this, that if a person has a very intense dream, very vivid, intense dream, and they dream that they're in front of Kaaba. So as soon as, the, for the first instant, they come out of the dream, they'll say, this is Makkah, that is Makkah. That's what the experience will feel like that. Their perception will be like that because of the intensity of the experience. So, the Naqshabandi Mujaddi Mashaikh, they have, and that's why these people then would say, Wadatul Wujud. But then when they would come out of the experience, they would realize that that's not okay in terms of Aqidah, that's not the proper belief. So then they have ways of reconciling the experience with the belief that's a very complicated area in the Sawaf. And you don't have to worry about that because in Naqshimandi Mujaddadi Sasla there's no concept of Wahdatul Wujud at all. We don't even try to reconcile it. We say this, we don't negate it. We just don't accept it at all. We understand that for others it wasn't their Aqidah, it was just their perception. So we don't critique them. But for us, we have nothing to do with it. We don't get involved in it at all. So why? Because, because now, because we put zikr la ilaha illallah second. Now again, what I'm telling you is only for those few people who go so deep into it, which I don't think anybody here will ever be able to, but to go so deep into it that they reach kamil fana. So what happens when you put zikr la ilaha illallah second and zikr of Allah Allah first? So first what happens when you do the first seven lessons, zikr of Allah Allah, so you're affirming Allah. You're putting love for Allah back. Love for Allah back, remembrance of Allah back. You're erasing the ghafla all the time you forgot Allah. No, you're filling in all those empty gaps with the remembrance of Allah, with the love for Allah, with young for Allah. It keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. If you do it at the level of kamil fana, perfect, complete, cumulative effect, right? So by the time the person enters the first phase of Allah, Allah, now their whole ruh, their whole being, their whole batin is just filled with the zikr, remembrance, awareness, love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what remains? 
what remains is they may also along with that still have some connection to creation so for example a person might do their zikr first seven lessons really well really well but they might still remember her a little bit an old one a past one hmm? they still have a touch of makhluk in them because they haven't done that nafi yet right they haven't done that nafi yet so then the zikr of la ilaha illallah is done and the purpose of la ilaha illallah and arsasla is mostly in the nafi because the Allah Allah did the affirmation part so when they did not negate so what they're negating is the same thing that was negating everything, all creation, everything is this, right? So when they end on the negation, so when they come out of that experience, remember that combined, cumulative, perfect, fana, kamil, so when they come out, they say, that is ghair, this is ghair, you are ghair, I am ghair. Because they end on this, that everything is ghairullah. That's how they perceive it. And that is the truth, and that's according to Akidah. So the perception and experience equal the reality and theology. Everything is ghairullah. So a person ends on this. That everything is ghairullah. So in Urdu we say, ye bi ghaira, wo bi ghaira, tu bi ghaira, me bi Everything is ghairullah. So when they realize everything is ghairullah, then again now, now comes the illallah, because there's not an illallah, again they just affirm Allah. So they affirm Allah, but not out there. When they look out there, everything is ghairullah. So then again they affirm Allah in their heart. So now in this second affirmation, this affirmation after the negation, now they're affirming Allah after having negated all ghairullah. So now they get that closeness to Allah Ta'ala, which is no longer tinged by still some memory of creation or attraction to creation. So that tinge, that got removed. So in Arabic they call it Al-Nafyu Bayna Ithbatain That the negation between two affirmations I know not all of you necessarily understood 100% what I said That's okay Sometimes our science professors would do, do that to us also Right? But this much you understood And this is why I told you all this This much you understood that whatever it is, I better do the la 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 one later and do the Allah Allah one first. <laughs> right? Because that's what I wanted you to understand. Hmm? Otherwise people, they don't understand, they think, well, okay, Shaykh gave me the zikr, but no problem, I also do la la along with it. So you have to understand, so I opened up for you, there's much more. There's much more. I'm opening up for you a little bit so you have that confidence. I'm giving you a slight, behind, not a behind-the-scenes tour, a behind-the-scenes peek. So you realize there is something there, there is some understanding due to which the Mashaikh have sequenced these things. You better just trust them and do zikr of Allah Allah first and do zikr of La ilaha illallah later. <laughs> Alright? That's why I showed you this. <laughs> so don't worry, you don't have to understand everything I explained. Alright? But there's a reason that our Mashaikh do this. So I was telling you then, the first five lessons were Zikr of Allah, Allah, Kalb, Ru, Sir, Khafi, Akfa. We mentioned the five broad categories of sins that are purified. Then I mentioned to you their levels of purification. 
staying away from the sinful act, then the sinful thought, uh, desire, then thought, all of that. Then I explained to you six, Latifah nafs, right? Curbing the rebellious, overwhelming capacity of the nafs. Seven was the physical self doing the zikr of Allah's name. And eight and nine, and that you don't need to know right now, but they're two slightly different ways our mashaykh do la ilaha illallah. You can say it like this, actually, this much I can explain to you for now. Eight is to make the zikr of la ilaha illallah silently, without the tongue. And nine is to make the zikr of la ilaha with the tongue. So in Arabic it's called tahlil al-khafi and tahlil al-sani. Tahlil means to say la ilallah. Takbir means to say Allahu Akbar. Right? Tahlil means to say la ilaha illallah. So eight is tahlil al-khafi. So you don't actually utter or pronounce the sentence. And lesson number nine is tahlil al-sani. You actually with your tongue. So it's the only zikr of the tongue in our silsila is la ilaha illallah. And why? Because it's from hadith. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said that the most afzal zikr means other than Quran and Salah of the tongue of all the phrases. That's what the Prophet, like for example, there are many different phrases he taught. La hawla wala quwwata la billah Subhanallahi wa abdihi subhanallahi la ilaha illallah So of all of the different uttered, spoken phrase zikrs that come in hadith, the most greatest of them is the zikr la ilaha illallah so obviously we're going to do that also because that's from the sunnah. But we place it at number 9. Number 8, tahlil khafi la ilaha illallah, unspoken. And number 9 is spoken, vocalized, articulated zikr of the tongue. So actually in that sense our sunnah does have zikr lisani, but over there. But when we do it, we do it quietly. I just did it three times. It means in an inaudible whisper. So we pronounce it. But it's not biljahir. It's not loud. It's not with the zarb. It's not with physical movement. It's still and quiet. But it is with the tongue. Right? Like the way you pray Asr Salah. Right? So you're still and you're quiet. Right? But you are reciting with your tongue. The Imam is or you're praying alone. Right? Just like that we do la ilaha I explained to you the other night in Bayan, if you remember, right? That the Mashaikh in Naqshiban understood this to, for as far as they are concerned, the preferred way of making zikr was with khashiyah and khushu. And khashiyah and khushu in salah means stillness and composure. So the way you make zikr of la ilaha illallah is still and composed the same way you make it. But like I told you, Mashaikh could just add the movement for another reason. That was their slamming, the scrubbing. So that, that's a different purpose. So we don't do that because we have the other way. Right? So the different ways. I can't every time I speak to you issue disclaimers. Right? But if I talk to you about Nakshimani Mujadli Sasna, you should not have ill thinking and think that necessarily means I'm trying to put down Chisti Sasna. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just explaining to you. Like if I teach you Hanafi Fiqh, does it mean I'm putting down Shafi Fiqh? It's just a different method. If somebody teaches you how to recite in the recitation of Hafs, does it mean he's putting down recitation of Wash? But he'll have to explain to you the particular features of that style of, uh, that narration, or that uh, tradition of Quranic recitation. Last overview is 11 all the way to the end. I'll just give you one summary of that. 
So one to five you got, then six and seven you got, eight Tehlilah Khafi, nine Tehlilah Sunni. From ten all the way to ten, which is thirty-five, there's no zikr of Allah Allah, there's no zikr of La ilaha illallah, then it moved to just what you could call in English contemplation, reflection, tafakkur. You just sit and you reflect. And there are different lessons of that. Sometimes you reflect on some verse of Quran. So I'll give you an example. Lesson 16, you reflect on the verse, Hua ma'akum aina ma'kuntum. The Allah says in Quran that He is with you wherever you are. But that's it. You just sit and reflect on that. I mean, reflect means you try to feel that. Allah Ta'ala is with you wherever you are. You practice feeling that. That's just the best way I can explain it to you for now. May Allah Ta'ala enable you to all reach that 16. Hmm? That's considered a major milestone in our salsana. And that's considered the crowning of Tazkiyah. And after that it's extra kurb. Because then imagine, you see now I showed you a little bit, imagine that the five lessons a person purified themselves, right, of those things. Then six, they've also tamed their nafs from its ability to strike back. Then seventh, their whole body and physical self is making zikr of Allah's name. Then eight and nine, they did that negation of creation through zikr of Allah. So no more attraction, interest in creation. Then from ten onwards, reflecting on so many different verses and aspects of Allah Ta'ala's sifat, His attributes, until they hit sixteen, where they reflect and then they feel this. They keep making that zikr till they feel it that Allah Ta'ala is with me all the time. Now you see it's something, right? So now you understand why we were trying to explain that you can't get this through another path. You can't get this through another path. Like if I was to go through the whole syllabus of Darulun for you and were a person to do it properly. Imagine those who are ulama know if a person was to do those texts deeply properly, you can never get that through self-reading. If you're reading random books on your own, or having your own library or bookshelf, no way. <laughs> if a person went through the, so I just say a little bit for the ma, if they went through the funun and ulum, hmm? the ulum ali and ali, with the proper tertib and in depth of every text, so the knowledge that is a result of that can never be obtained by perusing books or reading books on your own, right? It's the same thing in Tazki and Tasawwuf. We should be happy that Allah Ta'ala guided our Mashaikh with these ways of purification. We should want to dive. So we showed you all this so you dive deeply. And like I've been telling you many times in these gatherings, it's not just my personal. I feel that all the Mashaikh should very openly teach the Sobaf. Otherwise you people don't really know what it is. Right? And when you don't know how you're going to realize you need it, if you don't know how you'd be interested in it, if you don't know, you won't understand the effort required either. You might think, okay, I just do two or three tasbihs and I'm good to go. Because nobody showed you, no, this is what it is, right? So I view it my duty, not as a Naqshabandi Mujaddidi, I view it as a duty as a Muslim. That if I've learned something, I have to share it the way I learned it, with the same depth and the same feeling and the same passion with which I learned it. So never mistake my passion for anything else other than that. You understand, right? But yes, it is our hope that you also become passionate about it. Hmm? That's why that beyond love for Allah I was quoting you those poems. Remember and I was telling you, because how do people get this, get this feeling? 
It's only when the batin is free of all that lust and envy and anger. And it's only when the person feels that, that Allah is with me all the time, that a person will get that raising love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That blazing love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And why don't we feel that? Because we haven't done the tazkiyah yet. So the lust is hampering us, the anger is hampering us, the envy is hampering us, being attached to creation is hampering us, not having spent time trying to deeply feel these feelings for Allah Ta'ala based on His attributes and based on Quranic verses, all of these things have hampered us. Alhamdulillah. So this is what is called the Sawuf, Tariqah, it's a path. That's why the Arabic word Tariq, it means a path. It's a way. And that way has been paved, paved by the Mashaikh. So this should motivate you then, if you're on first lesson, to do more Muraqabah. This should motivate you if you're on second lesson to do more Muraqabah. Hmm? So this type of gathering is what we call Majlis. It's nothing personal. What's the difference between Bayan and Majlis? So in Bayan, you, should have, you can understand it. In fact, I don't have to tell you the answer. You've seen, <laughs> you've heard the Bayans and you've heard the Majlis. The Majlis is where we more specifically target, talk to you about zikr, asbaq, lessons, the path, the way on the path. Then few other things we'll be talking to you about in the subsequent days. Two, three nights, inshallah. There are certain adab of the path. There are certain things that a person can do to help them go deeper and faster on the path. Those are called adab itrikat. So I'll explain some of those too. So there's a lot Inshallah Ta'ala will give us more sittings. Maybe I shouldn't actually overdo it because now my heart, I feel content that between the beyond and these majalas, I've now explained to you what you need to know. There's plenty for you to learn and reflect over and maybe now we need to push you more towards that individual practice. That you sit and make muraqabah. Sit and make muraqabah. Sit and make muraqabah. Alright? few last things let me clear about muraqabah. Muraqabah has nothing to do with your breathing or your physical heartbeat. So you don't set the tempo of Allah, Allah to the beating of your heart. Because the beating of your heart is also Jarullah. Remember in Muraqabah it's Isbat. You're affirming Allah by forgetting all Ghairullah. Everything other than Allah. Your breathing is also Ghairullah. Your pulse is also Ghairullah. Your heartbeat is also Ghairullah. So you want to be completely unaware completely unaware of everything other than you're only aware of one thing the zikr of Allah's name coming from your heart then this question am I thinking it am I, what am I doing exactly so you're imagining that your heart is saying Allah Allah so if you want some conceptualization that I need some give me some way to conceptualize this so you can just imagine as if there's a speaker here you know like a speaker and you're listening to Allah, Allah, from here. That's it. If you want to imagine something, you can imagine like that. So then it's more of a listening exercise as opposed to a thinking exercise. It's not a mind exercise. I'm listening to my heart. I'm becoming so unaware of everything so I can become aware of my heart making zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Know that the natural condition, natural, default, Natural means the asli, the primordial, 
rather primordial, essential, original condition of the heart which has iman is to do the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Because everything, Allah Ta'ala says, everything is making the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So if everything is making zikr of Allah Ta'ala, the kalb of a mu'min in which resides iman, you don't think that makes the zikr of Allah Ta'ala? But it's been veiled because of our sins. And we've not been able to tune into that zikr anymore because of our ghafla, because of our heedlessness. So the Tawbah, Tazkiyah, part of the bayans help remove the veil of the sins. And the Muraqabah helps remove the ghafla. And then the zikr of the kalb comes out. So the kalb makes zikr of Allah's name. Right? So this is how you have to imagine. I think that's enough for tonight. We'll make a bit of Muraqabah. And then we'll leave you to it. Only thing I just say that in the only group from my member that is left is Natal. So we'll divide that into two groups. One is Durban and one is non-Durban. And from my understanding then I would have met everybody else. If there's anybody from any uh, other place then you just consider yourself in the uh, non-Durban Natal slash non-Durban slash Natal slash non-Natal slash non-Durban. <laughs> alright I mean others alright so Durban it's just easier to go we take Durban and then we'll take all others who didn't yet to get to come in any group meeting inshallah alright make Muraqabha close your eyes bow your head disconnect yourself from the world and everything go deep into yourself your batin your inner being your ruh and turn to the heart of you your kalb and turn that kalb towards Allah and try to listen to the zikr of Allah's name coming from your heart, that your heart is silently calling, Allah, Allah, Allah. Us for this path, Your Rabb. Grant us Taskiya, Your Rabb. You are the true Muzaki. Purify our heart, purify our button. Your Rabb, let us taste every pleasure of Your name. Let us taste every delight of La ilaha illallah. Let us reflect on every one of the verses of Quran. Let us reflect and ponder upon all of Your wonderful attributes. And let us feel all this in our heart. Let us feel it in our life. Give us a passion for this, a taste for this, a flavor for this, a yearning for this. Help us to make time for this. Ya Rabbi make us true and steadfast. Ya Rabbi, Rabbana takambal minna inna kanta samiyul alim. Atubu alayna inna kanta tawabu rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa rahmatika ya rahman rahim.